our teenage years, early 20s, those are some of the most free times that you will ever have. We're all older now. We look back, right? Oh, I want to grow up. I can't wait till I'm 40. Now I'm almost 35. I wish I can go back to be 18 again. When you see people struggling uh, at that age, it, it, it does make my heart hurt a little bit. Hey, family, I'm Leon Guidry. Welcome to the Brother Be Well podcast. Our conversations focus on mental health and wellness. Our intent is to provide a safe space for boys and men of color to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. Listen up, y'all. Hello, my name is Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director and lead writer for Brother Be Well, and I want to welcome you to the platform. Today, we're going to be talking about the challenges and stresses that are inherent for men who are in school. And we're joined by two experts to help us dissect this topic and put it back together and learn a little bit along the way. First up, we've got a good friend of mine, Carter Todd. He's a registered nurse and president of the Capital City Black Nurses Association. Carter, how's it going? Good, Michael. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always great to be with you, man. Appreciate it. And we've got a partner here at Brother Be Well, Gustavo Garcia Rojas. He's Associate Marriage and Family Therapist with Wellness Together School Mental Health. Gustavo, welcome to Brother Be Well. Thank you. Thank you. Muchas gracias for having me here today. Really a pleasure. De nada. Thanks for being around. Listen, let's let's get at this. Studies have shown, as we think about uh, boys and men in school, studies have shown that while anxiety is a bigger issue for girls and women, there's a growing prevalence of depression among male students. I'll be honest, I was surprised to learn that. So I want to unpack that. And that's especially true during the college years. Um, Gustavo, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you're the new guy. So I always put the new guy on the spot. What, why do you think behind that? I'm going to ask both of you a question, but why don't you start, Gustavo? What's behind that? Women um, skewing more toward anxiety and, and the men more toward depression. I think that that's a great question. I think that it's becoming more and more prevalent as we, um, you know, uh, distinguish uh, mental health. And I think that it comes about, you know, not being able to have the availability to talk to somebody. And through years, you know, of different experiences, um, I always like to tell students, it's like a balloon, you know, uh, you know, different emotions and different feelings start growing up and inside of us. Um, and so that balloon starts filling up. And as we get older, uh, you know, what happens to that balloon? Well, explodes or, uh, you know, it relinquishes out. So um, being able to talk to um, these students at a younger age is, uh, is helpful. So I think that that's, that's what we're heading towards. Um, and we're seeing it more because of social media and everything like that, that's happening around as well. Um, but yeah, there's different factors involved. Well, what, what's your take on that, Carter? Agree, disagree? What do you see? Um, I, I would agree. Um, I think for men, we we see the world in a very specific way for right, rightful or so, right for right or wrong. And I think women see it in a very specific way, right or wrong, and, and everyone in between. So um, I think the way it manifests for us is less on the, the, the worrying of the future events and more being kind of uh, grounded in the current. So that's where I think that depressive feeling and the sunkenness really gets a hold of us. Wow, wow. You know, some of those same studies um, that I referenced talk about the first year of school. Uh, they focused on college, but, but some of them said that the same uh, um, thing is mirrored with the, with the high school years as being a particularly high-risk time for the onset or worsening of psychological distress with our young men. 
it makes some sense to me. I, I took myself back, you know, I, I left home when I was 17 against my parents' wishes, went to a school out of state. They wanted me to stay in state. They pretty much told me, hey, if you do this, you're on your own. You, you, no safety net. You got to do it on your own. And I set out and I know it was a it was one of the roughest times of my life. Looking back on it, it was probably it's one of the things I'm most proud of. But at the time, it was hard and I, I had to, to battle some demons. But how can we stave that off for our young folks? Those are such critical years. How can we help um, inoculate or protect them from from having from from that onset of psychological distress that comes with that time in our lives? Maybe, Carter, you can start. I think having a support net is huge, man. Um, walking down to a high school campus uh, for the first day or a college campus for the first day it's like a jungle, right? And you're trying to establish who your friends are, where you can go for resources, who is who is not a friend, who you need to stay away from, um, and and being able to step onto any into any arena with a team behind you, with with a pack of people that have your best intentions in mind, and you also have theirs in mind. It just allows folks to. Um, to really hit the ground running. And I think a lot of the, the research that I've done around you know, student success and attrition rates and what really gets people to stick is that mentorship and cohesive feeling that we need on campuses. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about you, Gustavo, your take on that? I definitely agree. I worked at uh, uh, different universities and definitely have worked with college students and so, um, it's a new environment, you know, coming in into college is not easy, uh, especially if you're coming in as a first generation, you know, you're leading the way for um, others. Maybe you're changing the cycle of, uh, you know, in your family. So uh, coming into a new environment, obviously, anyone that comes into a new environment is going to be um, optimistic about what may happen or trying to find their their way around, you know. So if there's uh, help around and there's uh, resources um, then people are going to feel a little bit more, you know, um, like a safety net, you know? And so I know that when I went to the, the university that I did at Sac State, mm-hmm. um, there was a place for me there. And so it made me feel comfortable around, uh, being able to see others that also looked like me or that there was a place there for me as well. Yeah. And it's so, you know, we've touched on it. It's, it's so important. And isn't it for our young men of color? Cause we often, find ourselves in environments where we we don't a lot of people don't look like us we're in these new environments and and we may have grown up in a neighborhood where you know you, you had you had your partner your buddies that looked more like you and then you show up on a predominantly white campus and it's a whole new ball game yeah exactly uh i know that you know while growing up uh, we stayed inside town area and so leaving from like Sonoma County all the way to Sacramento, that was like a big two hour, two and a half hour gap. And so for me, it was totally like, you know, also being a DACA student, you know, not knowing what was about to happen or what was to come. Um, so definitely was a scary moment, um, but but definitely something that's really rewarding as well. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, we're talking about those those really critical uh, formative years, and what we know about them is a lot of our students, um, present company included, I know I did, begin to experiment with alcohol during those early college years. Um, we also know that alcohol is a depressant. We also know 
that peer pressure regarding drinking can be formidable. When all, when all your buddies are grabbing a drink and, and you might be, you know, trying to stay sober and get some studying done, but it, it's hard to say no when everybody else is partying and having a good time. So I'm wondering from both of your perspectives, what what's your best set of advice for students who are managing the use of alcohol, learning to do it for the very first time so that they can avoid the advent or, or exacerbation of anxiety, depression, other mental health disorders? Yeah, man. You know what I would say, Michael? And I would say, just take your time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you first start to get to college, or you first start participating in those activities. It's so exciting and it's new and it's, it's everyone's doing it. And that's great. And that's part of the allure. And we've all been there and we've yeah. all been to either an adult club or a, a bar and it's great and it's fun. So to tell someone not to do it is not what I'm here to say. What I'm here to say, though, is to just slow it down and take your yeah. time and and you have your whole life to have a drink. You have your whole life to go to that party. That one party tonight is not going to be the last one ever. There will be another one next week. And I promise there will be another <laughs> opportunity to drink. Yeah. So remain focused on your coursework. Remain focused on your job, on your family, and the things that are going to keep you successful after that drink. Great, great advice. I wish I'd have talked to you. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you how many years ago, Carter, but I not only left home, I crossed the state line. Uh the, the state I grew up in, Michigan, the, the legal drinking age was 21, and I went to Wisconsin where it was 18. So literally overnight, I was an adult that could walk in any bar for the first time and order something. And man, it was a, it was a, it was a deep year. Let me just say that. I, that I got out of that with a GPA that I could be proud of is pretty amazing. So I didn't do it the right way. So that, that's some great advice. And, and how easy time. how easy could it have went sideways? You know, you just oh my put, God. You put so yourself in situations where you can lose it all very fast. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really hard to really um, quantify that when you're that age. When yeah. I was 19, I couldn't quantify, you know, what one mistake would do for the trajectory of my life. Um, mm -hmm. So they need folks like us and this program to remind them and just help them uh, stay on that on that beaten path. Yeah. Amen. We're trying to do it here, brother. Be well. Gustavo, what's your take on that? What's your best set of advice? Slow down is so great, Carter. So so I don't mean to set you up, Gustavo. I'm, I'm going to put pressure on you. Can you can you trump that? That's some great advice. What can you say? <laughs> well, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And there's um, I would just say stay connected and uh, to your roots. You know, where are you coming from? Who are you doing this for? At the end of the day, you know, you're coming uh, stay humble, you know, who are you doing this for at the end of the day? Are you doing this for others? Or are you doing this for yourself? Uh, and what got you there at, to that point where you're at, you know, um, and just remember that, um, getting help and support, uh, not everyone can do it alone. And many schools have free or low cost counseling programs. Uh, there's a website called SHMA, um, and you could go in there and, uh, you know, as uh, look for different resources there. Uh, the website is www.sahsa.gov. So, you know, not everybody can do it alone. And give it to, that's great advice as well, sir. Give it to me again, shma.gov? Yeah, shmhsa.gov. Got it, got it. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Carter, this next one's for you. Um, and I, I almost, I kept putting this question on my list and taking it off, putting it on, taking it off, because I'm kind of afraid to ask you this question, to be honest. But you're, you're in the pediatric ICU. And I'm wondering about, have you, have you helped to treat boys who have run into health problems due to school stress? 
If so, how young are they? How, how early are we seeing effects of stress? And, it, and, and also, if so, how are they and their families managing? Yeah, so in nursing school, um, here in California specifically, we go through the rotations of all the different types of nursing, right? Labor and delivery, floor nursing, ICU, and mental health is one of those rotations. Hmm. That was my first experience uh, being in an intensive care facility for mental health patients. And then working in the PEDS ICU, yes, we do see it. And it, it, it comes in seasons, you know, typically that first couple of weeks, like you said, when school starts back up, there's a higher uh, incidence rates of people having either mental health breakdowns or the, the, you know, the overwhelming amount of stress leading to um, them doing detrimental things to themselves. So we do see it, man. And in my experience, which is my experience alone, I do think that it is getting a little bit younger. Um, I think social media has a very good way of making our kids grow up sooner than they're ready to. You know, we have yeah. access to a lot more images and expectations that are placed on folks. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is sad, man, because, you know, uh, being a young person, uh, our teenage years, early twenties, those are some of the most free times that you will ever have. I mean, we're all older now. We look back, right. And the grass yeah. is a little greener. Oh, I want to grow up. I can't wait till I'm 40. Now I'm almost, you know, almost 35. I say, I can't wait till I, I wish I can go back to be 18 again. For real. Yeah. So when you see, when you see people struggling uh, at that age, it, it, it does make my heart hurt a little bit. Um, so yeah. 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 Uh, you just reminded me, I remember when I was that age and, and my, one of my dad's mantras was always, you know, slow down, enjoy yourself. I wish I could go back to the day where I didn't have any responsibilities. And man, I would roll my eyes and look at him and go, you've got to be crazy. I'm, I can't wait to drive. I can't wait to drink. I can't wait to party. And, and you're right. You got the rest of your life to do that. And, and it's, it's a rough time. It's, it's some rough waters to, to try to navigate. What about you, Gustavo? Talk about the boys and men and the families. You're, you're an associate mar marriage and family therapist here on Brother Be Well. Talk about uh, the boys and men and the families that you've treated. How have they managed the stress that comes along with, with, with being in school? Yeah, I think that especially right now, we're seeing a big wave of uh, students going through a lot of difficult times, right? So I could not put myself uh, doing online classes and doing all the shifting around mm. uh, and that, you know, uh, that's really hard to have people have different learning styles. And so um, that has caused some stress, uh, less built in breaks, um, not walking to classes, not seeing, uh, you know, their peers um, we talk about. It's 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 been a year now, you know, since yeah. COVID a little bit more than that. So uh, re realize that some of these students haven't seen some of their friends for that long or been able to be part of that yeah. uh, high school experience or so. So, and also some of the things that we're seeing is the home environments now being shown, like, you know, through Zoom classes, um, causing some anxiety uh, about what people think, you know, mm -hmm. private places are not being shared or video off allows them to feel invisible. Uh, so definitely, um, you know, not a lot of like um, built-ins structure it's just different you know yeah. it's it's different and it's not easy and uh we're this has never happened in in the past so this is something that we're seeing new and i think that the wave of like what has happened uh we're gonna see it afterwards as well um but yeah definitely as, as if any of the youth uh if any of the youth would like some you know like any uh, connection or anything like that. We have the www.youth 
crisisline.org, you know, and it's open 24 seven. Wow. Thanks for sharing that resource. You know, I, I leaned away when I put this, this show together, I leaned away from COVID in the hope, maybe it was overly optimistic. Um, when this platform um, launches in mid uh, 2021, my hope was that we would have the, the, the pandemic behind us. I don't know that that's true. I know schools are kind of tiptoeing back into bringing students back. Uh, and even that is going to cause some anxiety and stress because I'm sure you touched on it, Gustavo. Some of these kids, these young people haven't seen their friends in a year and they've been trying to manage learning remotely. So that alone, just being back in that new environment after a year is going to be a little stressful. And then there's going to be this lingering you know, everybody's fighting a virus. You can't see what you're fighting. So it, it causes a little bit of anxiety as you start to weigh back in the, into public life. So I know for me, I'm, I'm a lot older than they are, and, and I'm a little anxious about it. So I, it's natural, I think. Maybe that's a good message. Anxiety is common. It's, it's common, and it's also treatable. Depression is common, and it's treatable. So we need to deliver those messages to our young people. It's okay to be feeling a little off your game. And their their resources to help. So I appreciate you sharing that one. Let's talk about as we get ready to wrap up. Um, you know, we've talked about everything they've got to face. So let's get at some tips that young men can employ to avoid that anxiety and stress we're talk talking about that comes with being in school. Who, you know, let's just jump in. Uh, either of you can get us started. I, I've got a couple in mind. Um, one of mine is reaching out to people. So if you if you feel yourself struggling, you know, reach out to a, a teacher, a, a, a counselor, a, a, a somebody at the school and let them know and, and let them help plug you into resources. That That's just to get us started. What, what have you guys got? What do you think? What can people do? My tip would be to build momentum, however that looks, man. Um, it can start super small, you know, having a good meal. Uh, making your bed, getting to class on time, turning in the homework on time, getting a good grade, making the team. It just, it all builds momentum. And I feel like um, when you're young, it's very daunting because you don't necessarily have the skills yet to tackle the world and you're not supposed to. Mm. But I feel like um, a lot of us think we have to have all the answers. The only answer we need is the one right in front of us. And that can be um, doing whatever that, that task is very well and allowing that to propel us forward. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Gustavo, thoughts of yours? How how can how can we help our young people, our young men avoid anxiety, stress that comes with being in school? Yeah, I think that that's always going to exist. So something that I would say is, you know, um, anxieties are, you know, us not knowing the future and, and being, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. And there's good uh, anxiety and there's bad anxiety, but it's it's our bodies trying to protect us from what's about to happen in the future. Yeah. And I think that uh, one of the biggest things that I've lived by is like trusting the uh, process, trust the process that's happening and stay open to different things. You know, if you stay open to things, uh, there's more doors that you're able to walk through uh, than staying closed in about different things, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. definitely reach out for, reach out for help. Uh, you know, uh, there's a big stigma around mental health. And that's something that uh, ever since I got in this line of work, it's that, something that I've wanted to break down, especially in our communities of color mm -hmm. and um, being able to have this opportunity is, it's just part of that uh, moving forward so that we could uh, change that cycle, especially uh, with our uh, generational um, traumas in our different generations. So definitely uh, trust the process and, you know uh, yeah, stay open. 
Yeah, I love the advice from both of you there. And and Gustavo, you may regret telling me that you want to face stigma because here at Brother Be Well, we've got a whole fight fighting stigma series uh, across a number of different platforms. So you better believe I'll be in touch about that, sir, and, and lose <laughs> you on on some of those panels. Carter, you were you were involved with a couple of those back in the fall, I remember, and. Um, we're going to be rolling out some more of those conversations on stigma. I think it's critically important that, that programs like this and organizations like Brother Be Well, we've got to get that stigma out of the way because it, for generations it has held communities of color back, as you said, uh, Gustavo, and, and it's in our power to change things, so we got to do it. Let's talk about as we wrap up, those are some great tips for students. Now I want to put the focus on the parents and administrators, the grown folks that, that are responsible for those students. What, what can and should we all, I'm going to say we, I'm not a school administrator, but I'm certainly um, an adult in a community and in a world where young people may need me for something. What can we as you know, parents, administrators do to help our young students as they're navigating through everything? Gustavo, you got it. Why don't you start us off there? Yeah, I think that starting off with just parents, uh, just, you know, you've been with your students for um, you know, during this pandemic for a year now, but also, you know, instead of, uh, uh, you know, trying to change different things in different ways, you know, uh, try to be open to things. Uh, for example, if your students are playing video games, what is it that you're playing, you know, so that you could uh, catch them where they're at mm. instead of uh, avoiding everything, you know, every time that we say no to things, that's like makes us kind of like, Oh, I want to try that. You know, I want to push my limits, but like if somebody's interested in what I'm doing, maybe that will lead to something positive. And for teachers, you know, and administrators, just, you know, being uh, nice to themselves. It's, it's been a rough uh, time and it's, you know, during this uh, different shifts, it's not easy, you know? Um, so it's not an easy time. And, uh, and we're all in this together. And I think that just being patient with ourselves and taking care of ourselves is something that is really important. Gustavo, I should have asked you this question earlier. Do you have children? I do not have children. You do not. The reason I, I have children. The reason I asked that question is that because of the way I'm going to ask Carter this question, it might have been unfair of me, Carter. I said, "What can parents do?" Uh, Carter's the father of two, so uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Carter. But what can people like you do? You got those kids that are going to be starting school pretty soon. What should we all be thinking about as as parents and administrators? I think. Um, I think honestly, just to manage our own expectations that we place on our children. Um, mm. You know, when we were in high school, it was, it's not the same climate, the same layout. I mean, COVID definitely turned that up on its head. So right. what our young people are going through, us parents really don't know. Mm. We have um, experience. We have, um, you know, a, a larger knowledge base to help make decisions, but but the the kids going through it right now, they are the experts in this new world, right? We are uh, we are light years away from the '60s and the '70s and even the '80s. So um, I think changing our expectations and not putting what we believe our kids can and should be able to handle when it comes to anxiety and stress, hmm. but more so listening to them and letting them lead us a little bit. I think that's a, what we could do better. Wow, it's such great advice! Such great advice, both of you, really. Before we wrap, anything that, that we've missed, any closing comments you might like to share? Um, I, I love that final comment, Carter. They're the experts, the, the youth. We're, we put this conversation together to try to help, but none of us really knows what they're going through. And you're right, these times, as you were saying, Gustavo, are, are 
you know, unprecedented. They're, they're going through something. It's been a hundred years since we dealt with school as it looks right now. And as it's going to look in the next year or two, I just saw something on TV that said it may be that one expert is projecting 2025 before we get back to what used to look like normal with regard to school and shopping and entertainment. And I just went, wow, four more years. And our young people are wading into that with, with no real preparation. So we got we to gotta be everything we can be for them, I, I think. I would agree, man. And uh, to them to remember that, uh, to, to reach out, like Gustavo was saying, there's, there's a lot of people and resources, um, you know, a, a text or a link away or even a phone call away. And don't let, uh, don't let yourself get in the way of that. Reach out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gustavo, any closing comments before we wrap? Yeah, definitely. I, I just want to say thank you. And I'm humbled by this opportunity in my first time doing it. So thank you for having me here. I really do appreciate it. Um, I think that we're all going through this, uh, like we were saying for the first time, we're flying an airplane while at the same time building it, you know? So it's it's a scary movement, a scary moment for all of us, um, you know, up here in the sky, not knowing where we're gonna land, um, yeah. but definitely take it uh, one day at a time and uh, just be nice to yourselves and take care of yourself. Uh, work on, um, you know, um, planning things to really self-care and, uh, and talk to others, communicate with your loved ones and tell them how much you, they, they mean to you, you know, staying close is, I think is really important during these times. I love it. I love it. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, Carter. If you don't believe me, Gustavo, Carter will tell you that Michael P. Coleman is going to put you to work on brother. Be well, so don't go, don't go far. I'll be calling you. <laughs> I'm waiting for that call, man. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. And appreciate both of you guys. Gustavo Garcia Rojas, Associate Marriage and Family Therapist with Wellness Together School for Mental Health. Thank you, sir. And Carter Todd, my buddy, registered nurse and president of the Capital City Black Nurses Association. Gentlemen, I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this tonight. Thank you, Michael. And listen, thank you, Michael, and have a good night. Anytime. And, and listen, uh, if you have heard anything that you like, come back to brotherbewell.com. You can get a, a wealth of podcasts just like this one. There are videos uh, for you to check out, print pieces, uh, individual uh, success stories, journeys of resilience and recovery and strength that you just really will not believe. All of that you can find right at brotherbewell.com. Until next time, my name again is Michael P. Coleman. I'm content director here at Brother Be Well. And I want to ask you before I, I see you and talk to you again, do me two favors if you would. Take good care of yourself. And then while you're at it, take good care of somebody else. Bye-bye. This has been the Brother Be Well podcast. I'm Leon Guidry. Shout out to our sponsors, Sutter Health and the Sacramento County Division of Behavioral Health Services through the voter-approved Proposition 63 Mental Health Services Act. And don't forget our goals, to reduce disparities, remove stigma, heal trauma, and to end prolonged suffering. If you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at BrotherBeWell or email info at BrotherBeWell.com. Click the subscribe button right now and plan to join us next time. Until then, be well, brothers.